It's that time when we welcome in Sally Lucas. It's talking travel time today. Many things that you're talking about, and a very important one, when you are travelling, probably not a good idea to throw away your boarding pass. Definitely not, and we'll talk more about that later. Now, if you've got enough head noise, can you hear yourself through those headphones there, Sally? <laughs> I just nearly blew myself out of the chair. <laughs> They're actually bouncing around there, that loud. They're bouncing around on the table before you put them on. Oh, my God. Good afternoon and welcome along. And we, we just said there, we set up the program by saying it's the important one. When you go and do your travel, sometimes when we finish with our boarding pass after, after a flight, mm. you just throw it away. But you're suggesting mm. not the good thing to do. No, this is one of the many we get, unfortunately things that you know, cyber criminals can scam us on. Um, and apparently security experts are saying the boarding passes ought to be accurate. The stub, the portion that remains, you know, after the gate takes their section, should be kept with you and just not left on a seat or left in a seat pocket or, you know, I usually use mine as... Um, um, bookmarks. Bookmark, yeah. Mm, I'll leave it in the book. What can but, they do if they do find this? What kind of information well, can they get? they can... Apparently, many boarding passes include what they call QR barcodes that can be used to extract much information um, of which cyber criminals can identify. They find they can find a name, a phone number, flight information, and their frequent flyer information in a second. Ooh. So... What we're saying is please destroy your boarding pass stub, not just throw it away where yeah. it might be able to be retrieved. Um, so we don't, we hate you know, putting fear into people all the time, but it's just something that you want to be aware of. And it might not be on all boarding passes, so you don't know which airline's boarding pass it's going to be. So the safest thing to do is, number one, if you're a frequent flyer, you do need to keep it because you've got to wait for your statement to come in from the airline to make sure you've been allocated yes. your points, right? Yep. Then once that has happened, then destroy it. So don't destroy it first off if you've still yep. got to wait for your points, because if they're not on your statement and without the boarding pass, you won't get them. Okay? So, so you've got to be mindful of these things, so it's important to put the message out You do. Out there. I mean, we know that, you know, all these other ones we've talked about before where they can track your passport, you know, for your number, even just by reading it through, you know, you can get these protective covers now for your passports and all that sort of thing, so the readers can't get through. It's impenetrable. So you can get special covers for passports and documents, and I would suggest that as well. Yeah. Just to be on the safe side. Great idea. Sally, now there's something that's been on a commercial that's doing the rounds, but it's not really doing any favours for the travel industry, is it? It's not doing any favours, I don't think, even for themselves. And I mean, Webjet's been sort of had this, I think, quite an awful ad denigrating uh, travel agents. And I just think that's really quite unacceptable. What's the message behind it? What are they trying to say? Well, they're just trying to say, you know, book it online, that you know, we're better than a travel agent. But I mean, you're not talking to a person. Yeah. And, you know, you can book certain things online, but you can't do everything online. Like, you can't book a round-the-world trip. A multi-destinational holiday is almost impossible to book yeah. online. You're not talking with an expert who, who's been in the industry like a lot of us have for many, many years. The main thing I always say, you've got no fallback. No fallback guy. Something goes wrong with what you've booked online. You've got no one to talk to. Yep, no support there. No support whatsoever. Yeah. If you've got a travel agent, you pick up the phone, you ring them, you text them, you email them, and they help you out of the yes. situation. Yes. So, yeah, I don't like it, um, you know, but all I can say is you can trust your travel agents. We're all got to comply with rules, regulations, information, and we can certainly back you up whenever that is needed. Yeah. That's the important thing it's I want to get it. across. It's peace of mind. It's peace of mind. And, if, you know, I've had numerous things go astray with clients, you know, just from our office alone overseas, where you can't get through to an airline because the, the country's clogged. Mm. You know, something has gone wrong, phones, no one can get through. But if you get through to us, then we can get through to the airline in our country and solve that problem for yeah. you or whatever. So it's just a matter of having that backup that you know that you've always got someone behind you to help you out. 
It's a, it's a great to know. Yeah, that's great to know that peace of mind yes, there. Yes, absolutely. Now, where are you sending us today for a holiday? What have you got in mind for us? Oh, I've got lots of things in mind, but you have to wait for the hot deals for that one, Dave. You've, <laughs> oh, okay. got, you, oh, you've got in too early for oh. me. Oh, you're you're, you're trying to jump the, the gun. I'll wait for um, the hot deals. No, I mean, the other thing too is there's some interesting articles on is it tra- uh, safe to travel in Asia in 2016 um, and what you should do in certain countries and what's an acceptable way for their culture as you would understand from yeah. travelling to Indonesia regularly, yeah. like you, there are certain things you have to do that may be different to what you have to do at home. So we can try and cover some of those, That's if you good. like, in the next segment. And just why Australians can't get enough of skiing in Japan. Okay. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, we love skiing the world. Japan sounds like a great spot. So we'll... It is. It is a great spot. And it's a lot closer than travelling to Europe or the uh, Americas. What else are we continuing with as we talk travel today? Um, just a few safety tips, uh, Dave, for Asia in particular I'm just covering today. I mean, it probably it can apply to lots of areas yeah. as well. Um, carry sturdy across-body bags, you know, that on you that are difficult to snatch. So no bum bags, no, yeah. you know, little day packs because people can access them, get their hands in there, take stuff out. Yeah. Um, and this isn't just applicable to Asia. As I said, it could be applicable to anywhere. But like a country like Vietnam, for example, you've got to come prepared with rain-ready clothing regardless of the season because it's such a long narrow country the seasons aren't the same from top to bottom very tropical very tropical yeah. well to the, to the south particularly mm. around Ho Chi Minh and right up to the north near the Chinese border supper it's snow in winter so you know you've got to be prepared so always think about that take a mixed lot of clothing and and research you know things well before you go so that you're well armed and talk to your travel agent as well um, also remember that in lots of the Asian countries you need to pack a really strong bug spray or mosquito repellent to avoid de- diseases that are carried by mosquitoes if you're going into um, tropical areas. So that that's really important as well. And also just the cultural side of things, Dave, as you know yourself with having yeah. travelling to Indonesia regularly, that there are different things that they do that we do, don't do. And whether it be being adequately dressed, not exposing yourself too much, particularly young women, you know, being aware of that going into churches and mosques and temples. You've got to remember you're not in your own country, you're not in your own area, so you have to be respectful. You you do have to be respectful and there's, you can go online and any of these countries, you can have a look and check what their, you know, their normal way of living is, their customs, their cultures, you know, certain countries, you know, you only eat your food with one hand and not the other or Mm. you don't shake the right hand or, you know, there's just so many things, too many to cover but just be aware and do your research so that you're not going to upset anybody the whole idea of going on a holiday is to have a good time and enjoy yeah. it so as i've always said before dave the best thing you can pack on you to go on a holiday is a smile and attitude okay so a lot of people go away too with the thought that the same laws and the same ideals that we have mm. here in australia will be elsewhere around the world and you, you've got to think to yourself it's no, not like that it's not like that you've at got all. to go by their rules their regulations and, and their ideals yes. and even doing silly things like like where insurance companies won't cover you now, which is fair enough, like riding a motorbike without a helmet. Mm. You wouldn't do it in Australia. Silly, yeah. And you certainly shouldn't be doing it in another country where you don't understand the way they ride a motorbike or their road rules or anything, you know, and taking risks like, you know, some of these unfortunate deaths where people unfortunately have too much alcohol Mm. and want to jump between balconies and then wonder why they're not covered by insurance when they fall. I mean, really, be responsible and accountable and be aware and, and, and respectful. Be respectful. And you should have a great holiday. Oh, 
Absolutely. Yeah. And most people do, Dave. Mm. Most people do. I mean, they're only the minority, but yeah. it doesn't hurt to, uh, hurt rather to reiterate some of these things so that you make sure you but do you have a great holiday. you hear these stories more and more. You hear these stories, yeah. I know. Anyway, I'm sure we all have a wonderful time when we go on holidays, including Australians that seem to not have enough of skiing in Japan. So we've had a very hot, steamy summer, but there's the snow in Japan is still continuing March and even into April. So if you haven't got away yet and you're sick of That's the humidity, yeah. um, you could go to Japan. And because you've got a lot of direct flights now, like from Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Sydney, Melbourne and Perth, you've got heaps of flights going into Japan, which means you've got you know quite reasonably priced airfares. It's quite competitive. Um, your best known resorts in Japan are Hakuba and Nisuko, but there's lots of others that are smaller if you want to you Is know, be more traditional. Is it far away from where you fly into? Do you have it to depends. do a bit of travelling? It depends. If you want to go to Nisuko, you've got to fly up to, yes, to another island. Right. Okay, but there are some near Tokyo, so if you don't want to, there are some nice smaller mm-hmm. ski resorts. And friends of mine have just come back, and I can't remember which one they went to, Dave, but you could Google them anyway if you don't want to be far from Tokyo, so you incorporate some sightseeing in Tokyo, which is what they did. Went down to Hiroshima, caught the fire train, you know, went That'd and stayed good, at a yeah. Ryokan, did the typical thing, had a Japanese sauna. You know, you can make it a really wonderful holiday. And Japan isn't as expensive as it once was yeah. now, of course. And they really are desperate since Fukushima for, to have tourism coming into their country. But the powder snow there, they say, is just about the best in the world. Great skiing. And in February and March particularly, they say, is the best time to ski in Japan if you want to avoid crowds. So that's a really good time to go. Um, but the most popular time, obviously, for Australian travellers is over the Christmas New Year yeah. school holiday because a lot of families go, which is a lovely thing for a family to do as a family holiday. But having said that, it's great. There's lots of great ski companies go up there. Just check with your travel agent. There's some fabulous small places you can stay that are inexpensive. The lifestyle's great. But try and extend and not just ski. Try and have a a nice look at Japan. And again, take in their culture. Uh, it'd be a fabulous thing to do. So And the hot deals. We love it. What oh, do you got there for us? Dave, at last. Okay, how about Tahiti, a beautiful piece of paradise? Um, there's an offer there which ends on the 28th of February, and it starts from 1999, including airfares and five nights accommodation. Also, in... Uh, Insider Journeys have got 20% off Asia on all their small group journeys, so long as you book by the 29th of February, and that's valid for departures right up till the end of this year. Celebrity Cruises have got seven nights in a balcony cabin in Europe from only 9.49. Now, this includes the balcony upgrade, which normally you would you know, have to pay more for, mm-hmm. a free classic beverage package, plus a US 150 onboard credit. Ooh. And that's on a range of four cruises around Greece and Italy and the Western Mediterranean. P&O has also still got some cruises around the Pacific Islands on sale. But hurry, because it ends 25 February, and there's a range of local cruises around the Pacific that you can get rebates on as well. Also, we've got some lovely uh, packages up to the top end. They always have these at this time of the year because it is sort of really in their wet season, but... It's beautiful to see the top end in the wet, Dave. It's, yeah. it's just so lush and the waterfalls are brimming, which you're not going to see in the dry season Very in winter. Nice. So they've got some great deals on sale until the 4th of March to all parts of the top end. So keep that in mind. Okay. Um, MSC Cruises, again, that's another Mediterranean cruise. They've got some lovely Greek island cruises available as well on three different vessels, seven-night cruises starting from 9.59. And something really interesting, if you've not been to Africa yet, or South Africa, should I say, there's a wonderful itinerary to 
to introduce you by the Africa Safari Co. called the South African Surprise. Now, this is a 15-day itinerary uh, from Johannesburg to Cape Town using lodge accommodation. Fabulous, really, and that starts from under $4,000, and you can also do an optional extension up to Victoria Falls on that one. That's one of your favourite places in the world. Why is it so special? I think the wildlife, and like Australia, it's the light and the expanse of the country. So you've got that wonderful ambience and very open very open very beautiful again like Vic Falls you've got Botswana you've got the Okavango Delta then you've got Namibia which is desert you know you've got the garden route which is all around the bottom from Durban Port Elizabeth to Cape Town Um, of course Pretoria is your capital you've got the beautiful train the blue train you can go on 27 Mm. hour train journey from um, um, Cape Town to Pretoria there's another one called the Rovos it's a bit slower it's an older style train It, it takes about 48 hours so this and there's you've got a whole um, gamut of accommodation range, you know. So from someone who's a backpacker or wants really budget, you know, you can just do it in a tent, right up to sort of just standard accommodation up to your luxury lodges. So it offers you a, a complete wide scope of mm. the style of travel you might wish to do. So it's it's a great country to visit and like us, very similar lifestyle, you know, lovely wineries, great food, um, get a good rate on the rand, so yeah. it's quite inexpensive once you're there. And right Just, there, that's the benefit in why you go and talk to a travel agent rather than try and book online, because you can talk to someone who's mm-hmm. been there like yourself and point that's you in the exactly right direction. Right. We we love people Experience. using the net to get yeah. the information. We don't we don't mind. We say, Yeah, do that. Go and you know, be prepared, read up, you know, that's fantastic. But we'll help steer you through it to avoid the minefields and, and the things you yeah. should avoid. So, you know, that's what a travel agent is there for, is to help you. And that's all we really want to do is to make sure you've got the best experience you can have. And we love it when you join us here on a Friday. So thank Thank you for today. Thanks, Dan. You'll be back with us next Friday. I certainly will. There you go. It's Talking Travel. Sally Lucas with us here at 2 in URFM.